is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Greetings everyone, I am Calypso, uh, back at it again with another episode of Dead House Whispers. And uh, as always, I am joined by my other host, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. And Mike's still trying to figure out how to set up the back end, so bear with yes. me a moment. <laughs> so on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most recent Deadhouse Sonata uh, streams that we went through, as well as the radio drama that just dropped yesterday, uh, as of this stream anyway, the 4th of January. The 4th of January of Nightmares is what uh, our... Primary discussion will be as well as the uh, the new little tidbit of gameplay that uh, was revealed <laughs> as well on another stream with uh, Dennis talking over it and everything. You guys can find that all on the Dead House Sonata uh, YouTube and obviously the websites if you go to all of that. It'll be good times. And as you say, Clip, so uh, this is episode one of season four. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Uh, welcome to a new season, everybody. <laughs> season four, we decided instead of doing it uh, like 10 episodes at a time like we normally do, maybe 12, uh, we're just going to be doing it yearly now. So this year yes. is season four. Um, and then next year will be season five, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, figure it would be easier and easier to remember, especially with the editing process, what episode or what season we're on. So I just know that we're on season four now, and this is episode one. It's a yeah. case of where are we and what are we doing? Yes. <laughs> where are we and what are we doing? <laughs> but anyway, the other side is as well as the bit of news, because I don't know how many people may have seen it. If not, you all should have seen it. Um, Dead House will not be releasing the first stage. That was a key point the first stage in 2023 which some people might be disappointed at i understand the disappointment but it's for good reason because we don't want another scenario of like many other games being rushed out the door half finished agreed agreed so while we do have to wait a little bit uh i have a feeling there might be a few surprises coming during the year anyway so it's not like there'll be no content trust me <laughs> we'll 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 be getting plenty of content i can see for the foreseeable future it'll just be a case of what and when and with that we've got a few of the things to run through so we've our little lists aside here to make sure our notes are in order to make sure we know what we're watching mm -hmm. and what we're wanting to talk about and uh step one was uh, to add uh, this little tasty morsel to the bits Ta-da! Yes, this is exactly what I just. So, meant. Calypso, uh, tell us about your thoughts. Okay, my thoughts are uh, first off, if you are listening to this on Spotify or any other of the podcast audio portions of of us of Deadhouse Whispers, um, we are overlooking the new gameplay, um, the like test gameplay of the City of Jelris, uh with the vampire, uh, and uh, it's it's just a little quick uh, overview that Dennis. Yeah, Victor. I forgot that's right. We named it. Um, that uh, Dennis Dyack did some uh, talking over this as well as, you know, streaming about it in another episode. You guys can watch all that on the Dead House Not YouTube. Just Google it or just YouTube and you'll find it. Trust me, it'll pop up. But um, personally, I think 
that this looks amazing. I think the lighting looks fantastic. I love all the parkour-ish elements of this that's going on. Um, I think, you know, the animations are great. I think the armor looks fantastic. Um, I know that to uh, paraphrase Dennis, like none of this is really like polished or toned up. It's just a quick thing to get out there of what it yeah. would look like. And obviously I with could, more polish, I could foresee though, because what's being planned going forward is the no blesses Dennis calls it. So it'll be similar to like what there's the harbingers at the moment where you've got the more active mm -hmm. members of the community that anyone that's basically active on the discord and on the socials and whatnot can be selected to participate in small limited time, like demos for feedback sessions and all. I could see an updated version of this part of Jellerus being released to people as kind of a demo so that they yeah. could you know try it out for themselves that, that i could see this happening me too i could see this some, and there's some a, of there's you a little wall running i love the wall running <laughs> yeah some it of you needs, might get a it chance it needs a bit of work needs a bit of work. yeah yeah some of you might get a chance and that's the um that's the thing like if you are wanting to get into that house or join the community or wanting to be a part of it Please. feel free jump in join the discord jo do the whole shebang and um, you might get a chance to, you know, test this demo out, get yep. access to other things. Seems to want to show me there. I can't put this on yeah. the loop. So. Oh, no, I can't have it on loop. Okay. Oh, oh, good to know. This is this is all new toys to me. So, yeah. So, yeah, just once again, go to deadhousesonata.com for all your Deadhouse Sonata needs. But, yeah, I think this looks, this looks great. I love the lighting. I know I asked you if it was like, I thought this was RTX, this ray tracing thing, because that's the new kick right now in the industry. Everything's got to be ray tracing. There has to be ray I'm tracing. I'm not hundred percent sure, to be honest. I do know there's like god rays and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. too. I'm not too sure. I am not tech minded. I have mm. sat in on meetings and things have been explained to me, and a lot of it is because yeah. uh, a lot of tech goes in. I understand the end product and what alternating all these million things resulted in the game, but there is so much, like, I don't think people even realize how much work goes into just putting up a demo like this, just like mm -hmm. this area to be shown off of the things. Like there's a load of things people missed uh, that I was trying to show off with Dennis and Colton on the live stream in this. Now you won't see it too much in this demo. Maybe if you look back, if you look at the bunting up there and all that moves, in the wind like they're That's all cool. like blowing and stuff and if you can walk around there's a bit where like i if you watch the live stream i go up the stairs there's like clothes hanging out to dry they mm -hmm. move um yeah, the, that's cool. the tent fabric moves by itself there's also like crows and stuff that you can hear in the background cawing you'll see their shadows on the ground and whatnot so there is like live animals there like as opposed the way this is so beautifully done this doesn't feel like, oh, look, here's just an empty bit of scenery. This legitimately feels like it's a town, but everyone's asleep. Yeah. Because yeah, it looks it. and feels lived in. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's just the little details like that, that really like flesh, flesh a world out. And, uh, yeah. you know, like the environment has a lot to do with it. The lighting, even though it's, it's there partly for showing off the lighting, it's also like, you know, a gameplay choice <clears throat> or an environmental storytelling choice of you know people lit these lamps and everyone's inside because maybe they know there's a vampire roaming around at night like the amount of work that goes in like i know i reiterate but i'm gonna bang on this drum till the end that people don't realize of 
all the little things like the sound difference between walking on the gravel versus the cobbles mm -hmm. and the wood to like every one of those little pieces of fruit. There's a stand with fruit and there's a stand with like meats and sausages and stuff like that. And other ones of fish. All of these things have to be created. Like there's a lot of work in this. Most of these guys, they don't do like buy a mountain of asset packs. Like a lot of this is specifically created for Deadhouse because it it's its own world. It's not like normal Earth. So everything has to be its own unique thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's so much work put into this. I love like the uh the the parkour stuff, is that like is there button presses for that or is it automatic? At the moment, no. At the moment, no, you're just able to like run up to that stuff and he'll vault over it and he'll go under it. Now, I don't know whether there's been decisions made about whether there's going to be like a contextual action button or whether this will stay automatic. Again, this is still all early mm -hmm. in development. So I, yeah. I could see some of the traversal being automatic because it would just make it easier if you're running. Yeah. You yeah, know, definitely. but I don't know. There might be a contextual action button that you like hold down that will make you like vault and jump, like leap over stuff or, you know, yeah. do the power slide like, on the really cool. Like yeah. that's probably one of my favorite moves right there is the just vaulting over and oh mine's the slide down. under the cart. Mine's oh, the yeah, cart slide under the cart's pretty cool that's, too. That's just awesome. Like the traversal bit, you know, when you get all of these, that'll be like more polished off, obviously, as the game comes along, that'll be done well. Like the wall run, the jump, all these things. I think it'll look yeah. incredible. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, I don't know if there's, I mean, well, speaking of other characters, I suppose it's like vampires could probably wall run. I don't know if any other, like other characters might have their own unique traversal mm. Things. Oh, of course. Like, uh, like you'd be astounded if the ghoul doesn't have like a more active version of a yeah. wall. Run. I yeah, could see like, the ghoul behaving something like Spider Man or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Crawling up walls and being yeah. creepy and <laughs> being creepy is it is a is the contextual ability as well. <laughs> but no, this is this is cool. I think like that right there, that little intro of just slowly walking into the center of the city. It's you know you don't think much of it, but it's. It, you can easily throw a story in there of this vampire is just walking around the city looking for something and he slowly walks into the town and then you have all of the, and then stuff unfolds from there. You know, it's, it's something so simple yet effective, you know, <laughs> like just walking through like a, a musty hallway or something or a, a, but this a dark alley. This will be the beginning of it because anyone that knows the stuff can delve into it a bit more about the lore of Jelros. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there's that there so this is the foundations of what we're going to see going forward you will start to see the game game in proper yeah. like yeah because oh, i, I know there's the complaints about yeah i know right that stood out to me majorly I love the moons. uh like people complained about the combat demo which i still don't understand people are like oh it's just a combat demo it's like it's what, what that's do you games. want like game, game takes while to make i think yeah. people are far too used to seeing a game you know when a company says oh guys you know pre-order now for the beta and they get to play the beta and then the game comes out in six months it's like that game was finished oh yeah oh yeah like, that was completely finished you're not playing a beta you're playing like network testing yeah. Like they've already yeah. even bug squashed by that point. You're not beta testing at all. So I don't think people have like a legitimate version of what. No, they don't. Of what like game development looks like because it takes a long time. Oh, yeah. No, and that's what that's what I like. 
this whole process, especially for Dead House, because I think it's it's one of the rare times we as a community and just the general public get to see what development is like from the very beginning all the way up to, you know, uh, early access release or pre-alpha release or testing beta testing releases and full release and stuff like we get to see that. And we've seen that so far for the past, what, three years now? Yep. Right. So that's in, that's insane. And no other company on the planet, all the big AAA studios, like you'll never see this from rockstar. You'll never see this from um, CD project red who make like the Witcher games. Like you'll never see that from, from my money, from my experience, because I've been around the block quite a bit at this stage, they seem to all have at least the six-month rule where they will not show you much of anything until it's usually within six months of release. Usually, that's for the most part. Pre-rendered trailers and cutscenes don't count. (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. The E3 hype, that don't count. But like this uh, is showing it, showing it warts and all of how long it takes. If you're like, oh, it's taking too long. It's like, yeah, look at the, uh, look at the GTA 6 leak. Yeah, yeah. Look at the GTA 6 leak. Like that was, that was the, the, the building blocks. That wasn't, that was like, you know, just taking Lego pieces and throwing it on there. That's just getting the fit. That's just getting out. Yeah. That's just getting the physics right. Yeah. And like checking that, like, okay. Okay, this person goes to this thingy and accepts the quest and then picks up the item and goes to B. And does this all work without everything just crapping the bed and crashing? You know, it's yep. like making sure this works and tweaking what needs to be. People are like, that looks trash. It's like a lot of you have really weird expectations. <laughs> yeah, no, because they expect instant, instant quality right off the bat and nobody is used to it. So and no and- one's even pointed out this is Unity, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Most Unity has come a long way, man. Expected anything I didn't, like this from I didn't expect this from Unity at all until I actually <clears throat> got into Unity and started messing with it. I was like, okay, well, I know Unity is the indie dev engine, right? It's it's cheap to export your projects. You don't have to pay them a lot once you get like a full release. You know, it's it's got it's really good at doing like low poly PlayStation One stuff right you know you can kind of do anything with unity and it's like it's easy to well i wouldn't say it's easy to program because programming is not easy but um you know it's it's you can pick it up and the learning curve isn't that difficult and then you can start putting out things or you know working on something right the way i'd describe this is crazy no no this is just crazy this is what the the high definition version of unity or something This like the way I would give the analogy to dumb it down a little for people because I don't understand the technicalities very well myself is Unity is like a chef's knife, and Unreal is like that person in the kitchen that has all the tools, the mandolin, the chopper, all these different things. So with with Unreal, you you've all these tools to do all this really technical stuff really quickly and easy without much effort or skill. Whereas Unity, you can do all of that. It's just it takes a little bit of work. But like Chef's Knife, you can do yeah. everything with that and more if you've got a bit of skill and patience to learn how to do it. That's yeah. why I think Unity works better because Unity is kind of like literally the complete multi-tool in that regard. But mm-hmm. now again, a lot of people will deviate from what I've gathered, most people will deviate entirely based on where they went to college and what they learned with what they're more familiar with. 
Oh, yeah. So people are like, well, Unreal Superior just because that's they don't know any better because they were taught in a particular way or vice versa, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like there is no right and wrong answer. The only thing is this is in Unity and it's shockingly good. And this isn't even polished. Yeah. This is this is literally that's the cool. hey that's guys, kind of cool here's thing. where we are now. You know? Yeah. Now imagine if we, you know, spend <clears throat> put some more elbow grease into there obviously it'll look better it'll play better it'll probably feel better from a gameplay standpoint like with a controller or a mouse and keyboard in your hand oh fyi i was playing this with a controller yeah just I in feel, case anyone asked me that's that that's <clears throat> like maybe that there's like another conversation for another time i guess but uh the difference between like controller games and mm -hmm. you know just typical mouse and keyboard for pc anyway and maybe console oh, too. There's there's your divisive argument stream right there. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you my opinion though. Here's a general simple one for me for PC. If it's third person, it's probably a controller. If it's first person, it's almost guaranteed to be WASD and a mouse. So yeah. like Doom, that, that's mouse a good, and that's keyboard, Warframe, controller. But that's yeah. just me. I'm like by definition, I've been a PC gamer all my life, but I'm a console baby. So mm -hmm. like you know, I think most of us bar certain circumstances were console babies even if it was mm -hmm. a game boy you know yeah yeah man i miss the original game boy <laughs> spent so many hours with mario on that thing funny side statistic uh, yesterday the switch outpassed the game boy in lifetime sales ah uh good job switch it only yeah good job <laughs> that's impressive yeah that's it is bloody impressive that's way impressive especially how with how long all the variations of a game boy have been around Mm. um that's crazy but no this looks good i do like the little i like the little crawling animation that he has i know it's not perfect but it's kind of charming in its own way it's like the ladder it's it's all there it just it, it obviously needs a little tweak and all like yeah. that but the fact that he's a slight little bit goofy makes it more characteristic i like yeah that. i dig it i do dig it like uh i could totally see the wall run being you know some super prince of persia uh mm. like sleek move like sleek vampire moving and then the, i i think they should leave in the little quirky like crouching animation just to you know give the vampire some character i'll be know? weird a lot of people didn't pick up on it i liked the whole you see when he jumped off the top there yeah oh though no, no. he jumped off and hit the ground and it was the mild camera shake to give that like feeling of weight and whatnot oh, from dropping there? from will, a distance. I'll, I'll pay attention to it on this. Uh, it's it's just something I really liked. Here, hold on. Let's see. I can skip through this can video, you, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay, watch cool. now. Watch right. when he jumps off the edge here. I, I only noticed this after I'd done it. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's a blink and you'll miss weight. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's but cool. that gives way to because if you see anything with like vampires or superheroes, they jump and they hit the ground, like, boom, you know. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. And I like the walking animation. I know that's nothing special, but I do like the walking animation. It's tightly changed like, and polished from what I can see. Even the I armor. Can, do you know that's yeah. the same armor from the combat arena? Yeah. It's just, just, just what's properly lit better. or something and yeah. rendered better is like what Dennis said, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that there's kind of a heft to the walk, you know? Mm. I can hear in my brain, I can hear the clanking of the armor. You know, <laughs> like that's how like solid that's how, you know, if you have like an all right animation or like an all right look to something is if you can like if it's silent, but you can hear it in your brain, you know, mm. like, yeah. And that armor is beautiful. Oh, it's so good. 
that armor is so good, man. And I like I like the character and everything. It's it's great. It's great. The slides are really cool too. Yeah. It's definitely something I think we're going to see more and more of now going forward because this is the first time that there's been like gameplay outside of the combat arena shown. Yeah. You know, yeah. We've done a little bit of the inside of one of the player housing things on one of them in the crypt. Mm -hmm. uh but that was very basic i was just literally walking around the rooms but now you're like this is the living breathing world this is the universe of malorum this is where we will be inhabiting and infesting because i can't say living <laughs> yeah <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah we will be we will be taking part in and this is it's starting to come to shape like my favorite bit and so like what you pointed out there already was with the moons yeah and the moons the, are straight so away that cool. tells you this isn't earth this yeah, the moons normal. are so cool. Yeah, I dig, I dig, I dig the moons. I think it's cool that, I yeah, I dig the moons. I um, I would say my own little fantasy, like cliche fantasy gripe. But this is just me nitpicking. Obviously, is that is that they're very big and like oversized moons where. I, you know, I, I feel they should just be like tiny, like a normal human sized moon, but this isn't earth. So mm. it makes sense, but it's a, it's just a fantasy thing that's been there forever with huge moon, huge sun that you can visibly see, and you know, to, to just, to make it distinct or something, but it's I, super cool. I'm excited of how all that's going to play out with the like equinox or, or the, the seasons and the weather system that they're, that, that, Dennis has been talking up for the past three years now. I like. I like I'm excited Varric's, for all that. I like Varric's question of you know, as a wolf, which moon do we all at? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Varric. <laughs> that's good. That that I found really really interesting. Now <clears throat> we will move along, much as we will. Actually, you know something? Will we leave this up? We leave this running up in the background. Uh, I mean, yeah, we could, we could. I don't know if we'll, you have any images you want to show or. Uh, at the anything. no, not because the next topic is the one I think you all should be here for because I know Calypso is because he's only after getting to listen to it. Yeah, I like just <laughs> it too, which is awesome. Let's, let's move on to the name of why we're here all <laughs> this evening, Alaric's nightmare. Yeah, it's so Calypso with oh well there's no such thing as without spoilers just prefaced first off if you have not listened to the latest radio play you can go to deadhousesonata.com and listen you can go to youtube and listen you can go to spotify and listen you could go to many places go check it out now we will not be offended all right yeah there's this, major spoilers incoming yes, we need to so talk about this it. yeah exactly this is your spoiler warning mm. if you are watching this on youtube pause it go go listen um, or or whatever on, on YouTube, go Spotify, whatever, pull up, and then come back to this. If you are listening to this on Spotify, pause this, um, pull up the Spotify for Deadhouse Sonata, and play it there, uh, play which is what I recommend. Nightmares. Yes, when Of Nightmares. It's nightmares. the latest radio drama from Deadhouse Sonata, and it is a banger. It is so good. Um, and yeah, so yes, pause, come back, and then we will uh, we will still be here when you come back so yes do that now if not this is your spoiler warning i'm gonna get into it you've been warned it starts off in, in with a uh, classic horror fashion of alaric um writing in his diary with a bunch of alcohol in his system because that's the only way he can steadily write and must be he's irish. recounting it must be <laughs> and he's recounting his nightmare that he had last night 
Um, and in that nightmare, he is uh, in the body, whether whether he's having an outer body experience or he's inside the body of a strange creature. And he's notices that he's still in the same woods from uh, the Of Liches episode. So it brings back to season one of the Of Liches. No, episode. no, no. He mentions that he sees the same thing that he's seen back then. Ah, he's okay. actually in he's somewhere that. else. That is ah, like okay. this so dark somewhere else. place that he can't see. Ah, Oh, yes. And there's a blue light. That's right. Mm. So there's a blue light that he has um, that he notices. And it's like I think it's in a cage or something. Yeah, he can't um, quite see it. He just knows that there's yeah. a light emanating yeah. from him because he can't okay. move or control his body. In his exact words, or it feels like I'm standing still with my neck craned, but the world is moving around me. Oh, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's so crazy. Um, and so that's that's happening. And uh, as the creature uh, looks around, we notice that there is a body trailing behind the uh, the creature. The bony hand like reaches up and and like closes its fist and then the body falls to the ground and then its essence or something gets sucked out and the bony hand uh, gets covered in that green light and it slowly turns to this this black like obelisk uh, uh, pillar and the hand starts to write on this pillar drawing strange incantations and symbols. Okay, and then uh, the the creature as well as us the audience and alaric uh are peering into a window and get transported in a way to another time be it the past the present the future um and within that other time in that other place that's going on right now is a battle and the beginning of a battle and you see a massive army of undead as well as a beautiful city that I don't recall the name of right now. What's the Usilia. city? Yeah, Usilia. Usilia. This is, this is the height and what turns out to be the end of the Usilian Empire. Yes. Oh, and it's the coolest thing. Um, and uh, uh, so the Usilian Empire. So we see that. And we see that there that the, the castle, the way that the the castle or the, the kingdom or whatever is described. Um, I was telling you this earlier before this episode. It's the coolest thing since the White City in Lord of the Rings because the way this this castle or or huge area is described is that it is so tall and so massive and so shiny that it's almost like giant mirrors, that the place is made of giant mirrors. So that way, when any invading army tries to break down or invade Ustilia, it realizes that it cannot, that no matter how big the army, they cannot penetrate or break these walls and get into this city because of just the way it's built, that that they're that the, the, the mirrors are like a symbolizing of that it is impossible to do so. You can bring a million men and you will still not destroy this city. Um, so that's 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 Ustilia, that's the city. And then uh we get uh, I believe that there is a giant undead army approaching. Mm -hmm. No, that's what they said. It wasn't destroyed from without, but from within. Ah, from within. Yes. Um, yeah, that's so cool. It's <laughs> a great line. Um, that we we see that there's a, a giant undead army approaching. I believe, and then we also get a description of the Lucian Templars. I believe are the name. 
Yep, the Lucian's Templar. The Luci- Lucian's Templars, and it's the co- it's also the coolest thing ever. Um, their helmets they have like a chanting going on, but the way their helmets are designed or uh are done is I believe they're like giant like bell helmets, um, or you know like maybe like a huge like just dunce cap or it kind of like resonates sound. So when this army is all and like these Templars are all uh, chanting like this mysterious chant that, you know, has no real words. It's just a, a noise that it sounds like the echoes of bells and just like giant bells ringing constantly. They become living bells. Living bells. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Um, and then uh, heading this army and, and leading, going to lead this battle or like helping them out, uh, getting ready for it. And like basically their, their leader is the burning one. Oh yeah, he was there. He's more their savior. Their savior. Because the when they were in the trouble, I think I think one. that's what it's the way it comes across to me is they knew they were in trouble and they were trying to summon their hero. Mm-hmm. They're kind of he's their kind of head honcho. Yeah, yeah. The so representative of Elsa Bayoth walking yeah. the land of Malorum. Elsa Bayoth. That's so cool, man. Like, <clears throat> oh, the writing is so good. Um, so this, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. That's what was going on. They were they were fighting this massive army of undead that were just charging them, and then the burning one comes down. Um, and the burning one is very uh traditionally described anyway as traditional like Zeus kind of type, long flowing white hair massive beard chiseled face you know looking like a big buff badass uh silver fox and uh his armor is like golden and shiny and silvery and everything and um he reaches up his hand and he calls down lightning from the sky and uses it as like a big spear or he turns it into a sword later on and all this all this cool stuff but he's helping them out destroying you know the undead and everything and then all of a sudden a big old dragon shows up uh, for the opposite army. But this dragon, how can it fly when its wings are tattered and broken and destroyed like the broken sails of a ship? But it and still its manages eyes, to fly. And its eyes, eyes are... weeping dark ichor. Yes. Oh, it's so awesome. And uh, I believe this dragon opens up its mouth and releases a sickly green mist or fog of poison. And it starts to like poison the army from the first line or something. So much so. It does this so like it's so powerful that the jaw of the dragon falls off and just breaks, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, and then uh, the burning one decides to, you know, try to stop the dragon and everything. But, but I believe that the dragon transforms, if I'm not mistaken in my hearing, uh, into a dark figure uh, with, with in the description eyes. In the description of it. So you've got the dragon coming along and he breathes out this like fog that like starts killing only the living. And then you've got the burning one. He does that whole thing where he claps his hands and blows away the smoke and all. And as the, uh, the dragon is circling and my favorite description is later on, it shows that it lands on the top of one of the temples, but because the place all silver, its skin was hissing because it was like getting burned and whatnot from the silver, but uh, the burning one ends up getting a lightning bolt and like striking it. 
and it looks like it gets destroyed and all bits and goo of it like fall down in like this rain onto a particular part but as that hits the ground it turns into this weird ethereal smoke from which two silver eyes emerge i think you're muted sir two silver eyes like coins that's what i was saying mm -hmm. um cool 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 so cool so cool um and then uh, and that turns out to be uh the fetid prince and it just it's yeah, one of the most badass so lines ever where he turns to him and says your aim was true but your target was false yeah oh it's so good and the voice actor uh, i'm sure the list is on there for the radio drama but uh the voice actor for the fetid prince sounds incredibly familiar to me from other media i just can't put my name on it or my finger on it or whatever but uh, the voice, it's so good. The voice acting is so good for the burning one and the fetid prince. They get into this sort of converse, this philosophical conversation in the middle of battle of, uh, of like, you can't stop death. You will always serve so it. The two voice actors are Kay Bale Foster and Kit Harrison. Okay. You looked them up. Uh, George Lido was kind enough to make sure to tag both of them and retweeted yesterday when it went live ah, to, to see the guy. Because uh, Foster, K, K. Bill Foster, managed to uh, join us in the live stream chat when it was premiering on YouTube, which I thought was really that is cool. Because cool. yeah. I know they're all very, very busy. So, like, the fact that anyone would come to say hello to us when we're watching this was amazing. Author. Oh, apparently he's uh, also an author kit harrison is um but uh so they get into this philosophical talk of of death and undead and living and and everything like that um and it's just it's a great uh conversation as brief as it is and then they obviously they get into a fight and the burning one turns like a lightning bolt into a, a glowing sword of light and to the fetid and prince and then he cheats later in jewel wheels he just snaps yeah. it in half and makes two <laughs> and uh, the fetid prince being the cool dude that he is um just, like just closes his fist and a smoky like like ethereal sword comes out and it's like a sword of shadow so you literally have uh light and darkness um or you know light and shadow life and death essentially um fighting each other in like a, in an awesome battle like the symbolism there is awesome the, 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 it's endlessly quotable like the one to the fetid prince to the burning one the burning one had said uh, i'm not going to quote it one for one because again go watch it yeah but the burning one is angry and the fetid prince said those that see those those that silence do not seek truth yeah those that choose to silence do not seek truth and then they say, what is it? Lies, truth, and all like that. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, it's great. There's a, there's a line that I think, I think the burning one says, and he's like, even if I, you know, paraphrasing, obviously, it's like, even if I fall in battle, um, I will, I will like rise again and, mm -hmm. and, you know, to, de to defeat you or something like you can't yeah. defeat me. And then the fetid prince replies with, um, no matter what you do, you will always like serve death. All you, serve death. In all the serve end. death in the end. Yeah, it's so. Oh, it's so Even good, you. man. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then uh, after that epic battle um, or that epic fighting, something strange happens. Uh, the fetid prince 
turns his head while we're witnessing this vision or this 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 uh memory blast from the past blast from the past uh turns his head and looks directly at uh the the strange creature or the lich maybe as well as alaric and says you are being watched and um and he like like points his eye or something the and lich uh, panics asking how like, and how? he just does this he's just two fingers up to his eye yeah. and the lich literally does the tablet zoom in <laughs> <laughs> and looks at the eye and what does he see mm, uh, i believe he sees he sees alaric's face mm-hmm. or yeah yeah and then alaric you know wakes up in a cold sweat from this strange nightmare oh it was just a nightmare it couldn't have been real blah 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 and uh, he also has some reza some some revelations that uh like the undead that maybe the 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 living are or that the uh that the uh the fall of of oh my ustilia. gosh I already, ustilia thank you that the fall of like ustilia yes it was it was not from without it was from within but um the things that alaric was told from their histories and everything were maybe a lie and that something else yeah. happened with ustilia he yeah he mentions that in the fight against the dead that their gods had abandoned them yeah in the first they battles and it turns see out that no the they line. didn't they were defeated yeah so maybe to uh change keep the morale of the humans going they had to lie about it or maybe some people are working for dead house that was my theory that that from within dead house somehow manages to make their way into ustilia and and it's just an ongoing thing that there's a a big conspiracy with maybe the thacian empire going on there as well but that's all just me speculating it doesn't even need to be that complicated so first off you're not going to admit that your god got his butt kicked like straight off also true your god's not that powerful then when we were discussing this lore implications in the little after, because we always go into the Discord afterwards, have a little bit of lore discussion and debate, and someone asked, um, does that mean that Deadhouse will now be coming after Alaric because they know that he's spying on them and all? And I pointed out what the Fetid Prince has always known. This is 200 years in the past. This was long before Alaric was born. The Fetid Prince already knew. And if you look at the steps that were taken, the things that have happened throughout season one and two, it's almost like Dead House needed something that it was not going to be able to accomplish itself. So a lich was tasked with getting Alaric to create something inside dun, dun, dun. their empire that Dead House could then use to destroy the human empire and take hold of. Bum, bum, the plot thickens. Because they couldn't resurrect the whites, but the humans could. Mm. Or the ability to create them, rather. Yeah. The tools required to create them. So like, there's a lot of of stuff there, because it's all all done within this. uh, Because Dennis pointed that out as well with um, his fascination with how he does things with eternalism, I believe he called it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me double check here about how these things are not secret. You did not change timelines. Anything that happens was supposed to happen. Okay, so it's it's destiny in a way. It's it's fate that this 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 or that's going to happen. And if you really think about it, uh, the fetid prince is kind of right. Like 
even even if you want to stop it, you can't. Eventually, you will die. You will serve death. Everybody dies in the end. There's no like. There's yeah. No it's about the philosophy of time called eternity. Yeah, yeah. That's what it With, was. Because I just know Dennis hates time travel. That's the only reason time travel is probably so not going to show if up. You, if you not so much time travel, there will be other things that maybe you witness parts of the past or mm-hmm. something that out of fact, you didn't do anything. You were supposed to because you were the one that is fated in some prophecy to change something. So that is the way the timeline is supposed to go. There is no yeah. deviations in timeline. Everything, it even says it in the Necro, Everything that has is already what is it? Everything that already mm-hmm. has already is something. Or everything like that. that has everything been that or ever will be already is is yeah. Everything that was or will be is already yeah. there. So yeah. the whole point something. is is uh, you'll notice a lot of this is uh, very much reflected in what they're talking about in Seven Sons and Twilight, mm. <laughs> which is. Uh, cool you guys can read that on the the necro uh liberitas libriatus on the dead house sonata website in the media section under lore <laughs> click on the media tab um but that is that's like uh i want to talk about the lich a little bit more um Dude. and that it's like i think well credit to um Dennis and Jack and the other writers who have like kind of planned this out from the beginning. Like, Oh, this is just a, this, the first episode of Lich is just a a cheeky introduction to what a Lich character class is uh, representative of. And then, you know, we kind of get that fleshed out, but the, but the, you can, this is going to be one of those things, especially for the radio dramas that when you, when we eventually get to the end of however long it's going to last, that we should be able to go back and listen to the first episodes of vampires, revenants, whatever. And, um, be like, Oh, stars above. Now I get it. And just how it sort of just, everything just kind of folds in on itself and works that kind of way. I think the, the, the lich part, especially in that we now know that Alaric is kind of mind linked, um, to the lich. And you can witness that in the first episode of liches but you don't know it yet but you do now yeah i just have to laugh tem put it there uh all you need to know is that hundreds of years before alaric was born he viewed the fight between two avatars through the eyes of a powerful lich yes and no he didn't do it years before he was born now he's seen through the eyes of a lich who seen hundreds of years ago yeah yeah 220 <laughs> if i'm correct if my math is correct and serves me right, it was it says well, two hundred and twenty years after that. Uh, year two hundred and twenty years. That's what I like. See, that's I, I'm glad that whatever the year it is, it's two hundred twenty years or something. It's more plausible than being like a thousand years in the past or like fifteen hundred years before whatever, whatever. But, I take you, you can all gather from the radio play as well. <clears throat> What's the main point that the fetid prince? The message he wanted to give to the other to guy, the, to the 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 burning to your one, master, that, that of a message for your master, your lord, that uh, you can't. It's it's inevitable. You can't win this fight. Is that what it is? No, he says. Dead house rises. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So that's what it was. Right then, 
is the zero AD, zero after Dead House. Ah, ah, oh, oh, now I get it. Stars above, see, and now the years actually make sense. Mm-hmm. So when Alaric is 218 after Dead House or 221 after Dead House, mm-hmm. the year of this year, like that's what he's talking about. Yeah, he says we are playing new rules now, baby. Yeah, he doesn't know this because don't forget, there's also a very salient point that Varric brought to my attention. The ghoul says to Alaric multiple times, you see more than you think and you think, well, what is it you, you, you know more than you realize? More than you realize, yeah, something. But it's like we don't, which is kind of a fourth wall break if you think about it. Um well, he does you know, say, you know, it's, he's seen my image through so many different, uh, what did he call it? Through so so many different frames. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's like, uh, <clears throat> and then I guess kind of brings it back around to, we can go back and listen to these or everything and like be, be open to what we realize, knowing that it was been there the entire time and we just didn't know it. We didn't mm-hmm. realize that this was this or that was that, which is good writing and good storytelling. Um, yeah, yeah. That's one of the most important points. It's like now, can, can you see why I was so excited and waiting for so long for everyone to hear this? Yeah. Because this is the Hail it. Mary awesome. pass of stories. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so cool, man. <laughs> like I, yeah. This, yeah, it's great. It's so, yeah. It's, I can't. Honestly, it's it was really like this is probably my favorite episode right now. Like mm-hmm. I really loved uh, the vampire blood episode. Um, I thought that one was really cool. Uh, but this is probably my favorite so far. Yeah. Because like the battle scene and the dialogue between the fetid prince and the burning one. The burning one is also the coolest name for a god like ever. Um, the 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 leper. Isn't there they're a leper god? as well oh he's for someone else Ah, okay he's he's the ascendant for someone else okay so it's so cool because the burning one is the ascendant for elsa by okay elsa by i like the fact that the avatar the burning man was stabbed and killed by the same type of weapon that killed nagaztek yes and no there's that weird description about that but yeah there is a connection Mm. Remember that there is that in the description about what kills Nagaztak in the Necro and Seven Sons in Twilight, or not so much what kills him, but he got a wound and yeah. he describes a similar damage to what the Burning One. Uh, I might be reaching now, and I think I'm overthinking it, but Nagaztak, it could be an anagram for something, but I, I'm probably just reaching. It's Dennis. It's Dennis. We know what he's been like in past games. We'll discover the secret to that name in four and a half years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the burning one is really cool. The fetid prince. Everything is so everything is so good. Like George obviously knocked out of the park again. Oh, Um, amazing work all around from all of them. Like George, George's voice and the words he's reading, like they just paint a picture. 
Like you yeah. forget, like I have sat and listened to that on Spotify and it like everything has melted away and you could just see it in your mind's eye. You even That's forget you're listening to a story. It's just beautifully done. That's why I love Waiter Grommet. The White we... Knight was just nicked by a blade that the description that describes the same kind of black vein spreading from the wound. Exactly. It's almost mm. like something happens to this white knight. Mm. <laughs> I get I gotta go back and listen to this again. Maybe for the next, maybe for the next radio drama, we could do a live listen. But then then again, do you think that would defeat that would be too redundant, repetitive of the previous we'll ones? We'll see. Well, live listen, don't forget, most of these are like half an hour long. And that's, if we oh, stop, that's true. if we're stopping yeah. every like two sentences to comment on what's hour. going on, we're probably looking at an hour and a half's worth of stream. Yeah. But hey, I'm game. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But like, see, now it just, uh, Dennis, it just, <laughs> it opens up the possibilities of what I want to see next, where this could go, <clears throat> what's going on. I need answers, man. I need I need answers. I need all. I don't need now. sleep. I need answers. Yeah, exactly. I have five more episodes. I need answers. <laughs> oh, the next one I think will be quite the charm. Yeah, because oh, this was oh, this knocked it out of the park. This was so good. Uh like now, could you imagine if this was the prologue to everything? Like, like this. Oh, was the, the prologue's even better. Oh, man. But that's something to be saved for another time. Uh, I can I can say that because um, in the little after party stream discussion, Dennis had jumped in mm-hmm. to say hello to everyone. And uh, he had kind of dropped the hint about that, that like uh, of Nightmares wasn't the only one, that there was another one that he was thinking about as the prologue to the game. It's really interesting. Now, I know what that is, but like it, no information has been released publicly. And it's really good. You'll like it. It sounds more like Dennis is writing an epic tale at the length of Lord of the Rings just for backdrop and filler of the game. For world building, yes. Because this seems to be how oh, yeah. Dennis does stuff. He has done absolutely amazing. Ah, oh, yeah, we even talked about the Calypso Protocol. <laughs> 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 to be Calypso fair, protocol. the Calypso Protocol. <laughs> uh, to be fair, the Callisto Protocol also... Uh, in the I don't I don't want to smack talk anything because I'm actually enjoying it I I'm I'm actually enjoying that game but um, hey, if you're enjoying it that's what's important yeah, that's what the I would Callisto say anyway. Protocol had a better than it had any right to be radio drama prequel that set up some world building set up the sort of little prequel bit to the starting of the game that sets everything else up it's six episodes long it's on Spotify it's got a it's got an A plus cast and it's so it's a solid radio drama it's like it's like as good as dead house is that is also great. And I'm kind of bummed that that seems to be the best part about the Callisto protocol is the little radio that they did, but I'm enjoying it. I'm just waiting for other people to start picking up dead house. Cause I can, Oh yeah. I've, I've a feeling this year will be the year that a lot of people will discover dead house and we'll see it as because more and more stuff will be coming out about it and mm. it'll probably be a lot more vocal. Well, we will be a lot more vocal anyway, yeah. myself and yourself. Um, when they see these types of images and video and all like that, and then they've a lot of lore digging to do already and just getting into that, they're going to have quite quite the catch up to do 
And oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be used to that, Calypso, because most games, unless you're talking about D&D or something, most things don't have this level of background, even no. before the game is out. Like, this or isn't fan fiction oh, written yeah. after the fact. This is world building for a game that is yet to release. Yeah, this is... This it's gonna be it's gonna be the 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 World of Warcraft effect where if you just get into World of Warcraft now you have so much lore to dive into to really flesh into this game, but all that stuff came out after the fact. Like they didn't start yeah. releasing World of Warcraft novels and whatever else until after literally World of Warcraft um, to to sort of bank on that success um but like is it gonna be that's a, that's a question is it gonna be too much because it's like it's like the lore for diablo like i love diablo one and diablo two and i'm looking forward to diablo four despite everything that's been going on with blizzard and all that crap um but there is so much lore to dive into for the diablo series that you can completely bypass if you want you don't have to read or look up any of that crap if you don't want to but i feel for dead house you kind of might have to maybe well i feel again, like that i, I can see dead house being similar to warframe in regard that you'll be able to jump in and play and just completely ignore all the lore but it is it this unlike warframe is very narrative driven so you will get far more enjoyment out of it if you are a lore junkie and if yeah. you do like exploring all of this like outside of that yes it will still be a very good arpg but it'll be the lore hounds that like Dennis's type of work, whether you've been around to experience the likes of, you know, Blood Omen or Eternal Darkness, or you haven't, but this this is up your alley. This is your darkly inclined taste. You will love every moment of the world that's being built. Heck, we're after sitting through, what is it now? Like at the moment, it's like two and a half hours for season two of Radio Play. Yeah. Like season season two is going to be like nearly like three hours or something by the time this is all done. That's radio dramas for world building, and that's one season. That's bonkers, man. That's bonkers. And I like, think that and that's fully fleshed out stories. That's not just yeah. like someone random reading off a list of crap that exists in Malone. Yeah, like these see, are genuine stories. Yeah, no, no pausing the game for an hour while you read a literal textbook. <laughs> as much as i love the elder scrolls um, i was gonna say not looking at skyrim in particular or yeah, any of that. <laughs> like, and did you know uh sidetrack really quick did you know that that someone there's a youtube channel that literally has taken all the books from uh uh arena daggerfall morrowind oblivion and skyrim you know cut out the ones that are repeated of course and has done them all as audiobooks and i'm not surprised i'm a little like shocked like wow someone actually did that but of yep. course someone of course someone did that because yep, there's know. a there's a whole youtube channel about it and i think there's even a mod that that does it for skyrim where it just it takes the, some of those audio recordings it just puts them in game to where you can just listen to the long ass book instead of reading it skyrim <laughs> which is cool long enough already i know <laughs> i know what have you been doing for 100 hours reading in my video game this novel about a lusty Argonian maid. I still haven't got out of White Run yet. Why? I just too many books. 
gosh it's like playing the witch it's like the people who've never played the witcher series and jumping into three and then realize they have to just open up a giant glossary of of a dictionary (laughs) to understand what's going on to be fair i have two versions of that in real life i have the strategy guide and like a glossary thing of the game which kind of functions as a lore slash art book yeah yeah they're amazing they're huge which i really look forward to seeing how that turns out for the necro oh same i that's gonna be the that's gonna be cool that's gonna be cool like uh the uh i'm I'm excited there will be secrets relevant to the game that are only in the books Hmm. that you will be able to use the book to find stuff in the game that's cool but is not mentioned or said anywhere in the game like example uh let's say like this isn't it i'm just pulling stuff off the top of my head here like if you go to this area and pull this lever and then go to this other area and pull this lever and then go to this area (laughs) this door will be opened for surprises yeah you know it'll be something like that and it'll detail it but it'll be written in futhark on like a note on the side of of a page (laughs) of course it will i'm most excited i think for the official world of Malorum cookbook (laughs) (laughs) that that's what I'm looking forward to. That way I can make, you know, ghoul, ghoul, lash, ghoul, ghoul, lash officially. Um, Yeah. It'll be high quality stuff. (laughs) You want to be careful. Ain't you in Florida? Yeah, I am. I'm just having visions of bath salts and people getting in trouble in graveyards. Also, also true. <laughs> That'll be one of the ingredients. By Ghoul Ramsey. I think yeah, uh, Sundowner had a meme for that. Oh, that'll be good. 100 <laughs> ways to cook man. <laughs> to cook for many men. Yes, yes. <laughs> to cook for many men. Um, Although with that, I think it's about time we wrap this up for the beginning. Yep. Not the beginning. The end of the beginning. Yes. Because, again, yay, we made it to season four. That's right. I, yes, honestly, Happy New Year, everyone. Completely, yes. Happy New Year. I, I didn't even think we'd keep going this long. But here we are. Here we and are. we yep. will be going on much further after this game releases. Because, like I said, again, another point, Deadhouse, the first stage will not be launching in 2023. That doesn't mean there isn't stuff coming for 2023. Because I'm looking forward to seeing even what's going to be coming out for that. Because there's talks of some things. I could see some things getting updated coming out, which will be very interesting. But that means we're also then one step closer to when it is releasing. And that is uh, is a step everyone, I think, uh, is going to take with us. So with that said, I've been Calypso, Faceless Mike, uh, Fight the Living, everyone. And we will see you in the next one. See you.